All right, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name's Scott. Um, if you're visiting for the first time, welcome to GRX. I'm the lead pastor here. And uh, I want to start a little bit differently today. Um, I want to acknowledge that the real life that we live, there are times where there's great joy, and then there's times where there's great sorrow. And uh, in our country right now, we're living in a time where, especially over the past several weeks, there have been uh, some very tragic uh, things that have been in the news. Um, And so I want to take a moment just to pray for our country and for uh, for healing and for comfort. as, as I'm sure many of you know, just in the news, there's been uh, lots of news of mass shootings uh, right in our backyard in Gilroy, um, also in El Paso, Dayton, there's other places. And so uh, let's, I, I'd just like to take uh, just a moment to pray as a church community. Uh, so let's, let's pray together. God, we come before you, uh, it's even just hard to put words to the tragedy and the sorrow that, uh, that has been happening in our country. And um, God, I pray that you would uh, bring your peace, your comfort, um, your assurance, uh, especially to those who have been uh, touched in a very personal way by these different tragedies. God, there's, there's hate in the world, and there's sin, and there's brokenness, and there's fear, and it's hard to make sense of it. Um, we see it around us. We see it in our own lives. God, I pray that you would uh, be gracious to us and help us to heal God, I pray that you would help us to live more by acceptance than by anger. Uh, I pray that you'd help us to live more by love than by hate. Uh, God, I pray that you would help to mend people, people's hearts and to draw us, God, into greater unity rather than into greater division, to compassion uh, rather than blaming. God, be gracious, pray, that uh, you would pour out your spirit, healing and comfort on, uh, on our land. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, now, so, so I've been thinking about this, uh, love God, love others. We prayed about that. We, we, I taught about it last week. Today is a deeper dive into this, into this great commandment. You know, it's a real answer to the world. Love God and love other people. It's not just like a churchy answer or a Sunday school answer or a vacation Bible school answer. It is a real answer to the way that it is to be human, the best way that it is. It doesn't make it easy. It doesn't make, it, it doesn't make life smooth. But it is a real answer that we get in Scripture. It's a real answer that we get from Jesus Christ. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. It's a real answer. So today we're going to do a deeper dive into this passage 
And we'll do this every once in a while at GRX. We'll take the same passage and look at it two weeks to get uh, more into this particular scripture. Now, if you were here last week, um, you'll have heard this already. But if you're new, just by way of background, we're going to look at uh, Mark chapter 12. And the historical context of Mark 12, where we get the great commandment, love God, love others, it's conflict. It's a conflicted situation around Jesus. And in the Jewish community there, there's over 600 commandments that God has given for the people of God to be faithful. So someone comes up to Jesus in the midst of conflict and asks Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Can you boil down the 630 some odd commandments? What's what's the most important? And this is what Jesus answers. And so we're going to look at this um, uh, for a second week. Um, and these commandments come out of Deuteronomy 6 and uh, Leviticus 19. Um, if you missed last week's message and you want to hear more about that, uh, definitely go online and listen. This is what Jesus teaches. Here's the scene. And one of the scribes came up and heard them, this is Jesus and other religious leaders, disputing with one another. And seeing that Jesus answered them well, he asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? There's a Jewish leader asking Jesus, what of all these commandments is the most important of all? And Jesus answered him, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and there is no other beside him. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength. And to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to them, He said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So I read through that fairly quickly. But in summary, if you just boil this passage down, we get this incredible call to greatness by anyone who wants to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And the call to greatness is quite simply, love God and love others. Now you think about this, and especially if you're, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a Christian, you've been a Christian, you've been in the church, wouldn't it be amazing if this is how people around you defined your life? If, if this is how you were remembered? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embarrass a few people right now. I didn't ask for your permission I'm going to need to ask for your forgiveness later if this is really embarrassing, okay? But wouldn't this be awesome if, like, Vic was remembered as, like, oh, Vic, yeah, he's really responsible, he's a good dad, he's a good husband, he works really hard. Oh, and Vic, man, he really loves God, and he really loves other people. Or, or if you're like, um, I know people are like, don't make eye contact with him right now because he might look at me. 
What if you're like, like Daniel and Amy? I know, you're over here. I'm looking over here. Daniel and Amy. You're like, wow, like walking with faithfulness for a long time and generous. They really love their grandkids. And, and you know what? They, they really love God. And they, they really love other people. Or, you know, you guys worry because now I'm looking over here. You're like, hey, you know Kim? She really like pours into young people. And you know what? She really loves God. And she also really loves people. Like, wouldn't that be amazing that that would be the way that we're known? Because that is the calling that all of us have as followers of Jesus Christ, to love God and to love other people. And, and so if you've been a Christian for a while, you actually know that this is not new. This is like, oh yeah, I've heard this. I've heard this ever since I was little, ever since I was in Sunday school. So for the balance of this message, I'd like to actually ask this other question, which is more of a deeper dive into this. Yeah, 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 I know this. Yeah, 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 I get this. We kind of joke around a little bit. Some of us, we're like, oh yeah, GRX, huh, that's a good message. I know that. Yeah, that's good. But what do we do? How do we actually live this? So the question I want to ask is, how do I love God and love others? Practically, how do I love God and love others? So internal dialogue check right now. Love God, love others. Okay, I'm a follower of Jesus. I should be doing this. I'm called to this. Wow, wouldn't it be great if my life was modeled this? Then how do I love? How do I, how do, I do this practically? Here's the internal dialogue, and I think there's some challenges that we run into as humans. We run into obstacles, and it's the internal dialogue. Um, wow, how do I love God and love others? I don't even know where to start. That sounds so esoteric. I don't know where it is. Or, oh man, I'm, I'm actually so sad or bummed about my own life. I can't, I can't love anybody else. I mean, I need love. I, I can't love anybody. I need love. So are you playing any of these internal dialogues? Um, I don't know. I don't have very much to give. Um, I'm shy. How, how do I love somebody else? I'm shy. Or I'm awkward. I, I, don't, I can't reach out to someone. I feel, I feel, I feel shy. What do I do? Um, or I'm stressed. Right? This is a great one in Silicon Valley, in the South Bay. I'm stressed, and I'm over-calendared. I'm over-scheduled. And loving God and loving other people, it feels like, okay, Scott, great, but it feels like you're just adding one more thing onto me. And I feel a burden, and then I feel guilty, and then I feel obligated. Any, any of this going on internally? Don't, you don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to raise your hand. Any of this going on internally? I can't do one more thing. I'm overstressed. I'm overscheduled, overprogrammed. Let me offer a way to understand this great commandment and offer a hopeful and a hopeful practical way forward. Um, I'm going to do an illustration. It's called the bottle illustration um, because I'm using a bottle. Okay, this bottle, you have to imagine that, that, this, is, that this is you. Okay? This is you. This is your life. And in your life, you have um, all kinds of other people around you 
Uh, let's see. You've got uh, you've got some uh, some big people in your life. You've got some small people in your life. Uh, I use this for for coffee. So you work. You got some work people in your life. Let's see. What else do I have in here? Um, ah, I've got another small person. So I've got another small person. Okay. So this is a little bit like your life, and you've got all these different people in your life, and this is you. And uh, I know you guys. You guys are generous, and you spend time with people, and you invest in people. And so that's like you're pouring out your life into people. Maybe you've got some small people in your life. Maybe you've got some work. Maybe you invest a lot in work, so work gets a lot of you, and a little more, and then you get a little bit more. Okay. Uh, and then you've got like maybe some, some older people in your life. Maybe you're taking care of some, some parents, some aging parents, so you give them all the parents. And, and then like your kids, like your kids write you a card at school. It's so cool. So they pour back a little love back into your life, and that's cool. And then, uh, and then they, they uh, start writing on the wall, so you have to discipline them, and then you like pour into them. And then, okay. and then you've got other friends or family. Maybe you're married, and so you're pouring into that person. And then, and then you're, you're maybe pouring into some parents, and then you're, you know, you're rich. Right, you guys get this, right? And then work, and then your boss says you have a, have a deadline that was due yesterday, okay? And then you come to Sunday, and it's like, love God and love others, and you're like, I don't have anything else to pour out, right? I think this is a lot like us. I think this is a lot like us. So there, here's the beautiful thing about the great commandment, love God. It's where it starts. Love others too, but love God. It starts with love God. That the cure to a dry and empty life is the first part of the commandment. The cure is love God. Because if you're feeling dry or you're feeling like you don't have any more love poured out, that might be true. You actually might be dry. And God reminds us, love God, which means come into my presence with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength to be thinking about me, to be in worship, to be in my presence. When we are loving God, we are brought into God's presence, and then God's love pours into us. You guys, do you see that? That when God calls us to love God, it's God saying, come and be with me. Come and be in my presence. Come and spend time with me and let me pour my love into you as you're loving me by spending time with me. So to carry this illustration a little further, um, it's like God is, is like this. Okay. I would have brought a bigger one, but I couldn't quite, quite um, bring a bigger one. This is the biggest one I could find. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this, this won't collapse the table, or it'll be really a memorable preaching illustration. Okay, so, sorry, you guys on this side, you might not be able to see this so well over here, but over here, I hope you'll get this. When we love God and we come and spend time worshiping God. When we love God and we pray, 
when we love God and we go and have coffee with God, when we love God and we go to life group together and we're spending that time and we're listening to each other and praying for each other and sharing the stories about God's goodness, we're loving God, we are being in God's presence and we are being poured into by God. We're being poured into by the Holy Spirit. You guys catch that? And so loving God is not doing one more thing. Loving God is being with God so that God's love can pour into us and so that we can be restored. And then so that we can then pour out love to those around us. All right. So that's the bottle illustration. Loving God is being in God's presence and God's love for you pours into you. So about two weeks ago, I went to Home Depot. You're like, this is so random. What does it have to do with anything? Um, you know, when I go to Home Depot, I feel particularly manly. <laughs> the wood, the plumbing, the power tools. You just walk into Home Depot and you're just like, I'm feeling manly. Okay, so uh, I was driving to Home Depot because I had to work on some plumbing at our house. And um, while I'm driving over there, uh, I'll, I just sometimes I, I listen to K-Love, uh, uh, the Christian uh, radio station around here. And uh, there's this one song that's playing, uh, Scars, and the song goes, Thank you for the scars, because without them, uh, 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 I just kind of know the tune. <laughs> so anyway, so I drive up to Home Depot, turn the car off, things like that. Walk into Home Depot, um, and I'm like, okay, where's the plumbing supplies? I'm kind of walking down the aisle, and I'm kind of walking, you know, in a manly way, and, you know, and somebody asks, hey, can I help you? And then you kind of make your voice a little deeper and go, no, that's all right, I got it. I'm, I'm plumbing, plumbing. Right, manly, manly. And so I'm walking, and, and I'm really close to the, the, where the plungers are and the pipes and things like that. And I just actually happen to be humming. And as I'm right like looking at the, looking at the plumbing stuff, this dude walks right on by me, also a very manly looking dude. And he hears me humming. He turns around and goes, K-Love? <sighs> Man. And I'm like, yeah! K-Love! I, I, I hope I said, K-Love, dude, right? You know, I hope I responded in a manly way. But I said, K-Love, yeah. He goes, oh, man, I listen to that all the time. It, like, puts me into, like, the right frame of reference, right frame of mind. And I'm like, yeah, I listen to it, too. And I said, are you a Christian? Are you a follower of Jesus? And he goes, yeah. And I said, me, too. He goes, that's cool. I said, yeah, that's cool. And then we went on our separate ways. I was so filled by God's spirit in the plumbing aisle. <laughs> Why? Because I think it was par participating in this. Loving God, spending time with God, listening to God, listening to worship music in the car. And then in that moment, hey, K-Love! I could have gone, oh, no, man, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I'm manly, I don't know, I didn't listen to that, I don't know, I don't know. No, I said, yes. And he said, yeah, me too. 
And immediately, there's this connection. This is a brother in Christ. I don't know his name, but if he's forgiven by Jesus Christ the same way I am, we will see each other in heaven. And in that moment, I experienced God pouring into me. And perhaps he experienced God pouring into him too. It's loving God in just the everyday, ordinary life. All right. So let me say this one more thing. Jesus talks about this in John 15. When Jesus is in the upper room discourse, he's talking with his disciples. Jesus talks about how important commandment keeping and abiding or being in God's presence is. Jesus talks about how this is combined together, abiding with God, being in God's presence, and commandment keeping. John 15, 9 says this. This is familiar again. It's familiar. I am the vine and you are the branches. Right? We're connected to Jesus. Whoever abides in me and I in him, that means remain with me, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And you skip down to verse 9. Jesus says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, love God and love other people, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. It's a great commandment. The goal of following God, the goal of the commandments is not so that we end up being good Christians or that we end up scoring points with God in heaven so that God can somehow do the stuff we want if we're doing the stuff that he wants. The goal of all of these commandments is that we would abide and be in God's presence so that God can pour into us, so that we can pour into other people. So let me give some really practical things that you can do. You can try these out. This is the application of the message, so to speak. It's the place to start, or for you guys, you guys might be, yeah, I, I, do, I do these things. Um, there are a hundred things that you could put on this list. But for me, I want to offer these things to you because we're talking about loving God and loving other people. It starts with loving God, letting God pour into you. And then as a natural consequence of you being poured into and filled up, you will love other people. When God's love pours into you and you are no longer dry or over-programmed or over-scheduled, you will love other people. You will. You will. So here are some things to start with, to love God. Be honest. Be honest with God. Right? Don't play at Christianity. Be honest with God. Be honest with your faith. Be honest with God, even your questions, your frustrations, your anger, your joys. Be honest with God. God wants you to be honest with him. Give yourself to worshiping God without fear. One of the great things that I love about, about here at GRX, when we worship together on Sunday, 
we continue to cultivate a place of courage, a place without fear. If you want to stand up and raise your hands in worship, do that. If you want to sit and while you're worshiping, do that. If you want to kneel, do that. Worship God without fear. Reach out to somebody else. Welcome somebody to GRX. Do it without fear, without fear. Tell God about the things and the people you are grateful for. That's a good, that's a good place to start. Gratitude, God, thank you. Have coffee with God and listen to God speak. When we pray, certainly we go through our own list of things we want to pray about, but go have coffee with God. Take 45 minutes. Go have coffee with God and listen to see what God wants to say. Listen to Caleb. Positive, encouraging Caleb. Listen, right? right? Talk with people about your success and challenges, looking for God together. This is why life groups are so important. This is why discipleship relationships are so important. All right. Um, I'm going to um, uh, close. This is the last thing I'm going to do with this whole message is um, I'm going to play for you guys uh, this song. It was that song that I heard, um, K-Love, and it's humming in Home Depot. Um, I don't know where you are in your life right now. I don't know what brought you to GRX. Um, I would like this song to be a gift, an offering to you, that it might be a way that God could pour into you and remind you that you are loved by God. It's about four minutes. And uh, then after that, uh, worship team, can you guys just lead us on the rest of the service? Okay, so it's going to play up on the screen.